Amen, amen, church. Go ahead and take a seat for me this morning. Here in the power of Christ, I will stand. It is good to be in God's house this morning, isn't it? Uh, It's good to see you. It's good to be back with you, my family and I, after traveling to see family over the Christmas season and quarantining. Um, Here we are, back, after almost a month. Aren't you glad to have somebody giving announcements that... Oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me. It really is good to be uh, back at, at our home church and back with you all. Um, and so uh, my name is Tyler. I'm the youth and families pastor here. And uh, I just want to welcome you both in person. And if you're tuning in online, YouTube, Facebook, we are so glad that you decided to join us this morning. We would love to know that you're here. And so if you're a guest, a visitor, this is your first time, you've wandered upon us on accident, we want you to fill out a communication card And that way we can get some information on you and your family that we could use to give you information that you need about things going on in and around our ministry. And so we would love for you to to be able to do that. Uh, You can do that by clicking the link uh, if you're zooming in or or looking in online. Or you can uh, fill out a communication card on our app, uh, the Church Center app. Uh, do it that way, and we would love to get that, a record of you being here with us this morning. Uh, I got a couple quick things going on, and then uh, I'm excited about Pastor Matt's State of the Church address this morning. Um, always a wonderful time to look back at what God is doing and then look forward to what God's going to do. Um, but a couple announcements. The first is uh, this past Wednesday, we kind of kicked off our student ministry again, grades 6 to 12, and We had a blast, and so uh, it is a joy to be back with our students, Um, and so I want to invite any 6th to 12th graders who uh, may maybe didn't know that we were back or maybe um, uh, uh, haven't been able to join us yet uh, to be able to do that. We would love for you to be able to come. We're also, though, offering an online option starting this Wednesday to Zoom in to, to check things out, and so if you're not completely comfortable being here on campus with our students, you can still uh, join and, and, and gather together with them through Zoom. And so I'll have more information going out on that tomorrow, but just wanted to give you a heads up. And then our high school retreat that we normally do, it's a huge event for us. Um, it's going to be this year. We are having it, which is a blessing. February 12th through the 14th, we want you to put that on your calendars. That's grades 9 to 12. It is going to be completely different than past winter retreats. It's not going to be an overnight option. Um, We're going to do what we need to do to be able to gather together uh, and to have a good time together, to grow in God's word together, to to grow in community. And so um, just put that on your calendar. You'll get more information on that shortly as well. Uh, Last Sunday after church, there was a Toyota car key found in the parking lot. So if you don't want me going out there, clicking the button to see who that belongs to. Um, you can stop. That is down at the, uh, the check-in booth downstairs. And so um, if you lost a Toyota car key, um, and good for you for driving a Toyota. That's a, that's a blessing. Um, you can stop by there and grab that this morning as you head out. and uh, They have that downstairs. Uh, and, and if you are prepared to give, as always, church, thank you for your continued faithfulness in giving your tithes and your offerings week in and week out. We are so blessed to be a part of a church that gives sacrificially, gives as an act of worship. And so if you are prepared to give this morning, um, you, as always, you can do that online, but you can also put, uh, put money in the, the uh, boxes connected to the doors on your way out. Uh, we appreciate that, as always. And 
Church, let's, uh, how about we go, go to the Lord in prayer this morning, um, asking him to bless our morning, and then uh, we'll have Pastor Matt continue our worship. Uh, Lord, we, we love you, and we are so thankful that we can gather together to see the, the, the fruit of your hand, Father, um, to thank you for, for what you've done in our lives and what you're going to continue to do. I pray for this morning. I pray for your word. I pray for our hearts and our minds to be tuned into you. I pray that we will leave here changed, ready to change our world for you. Um, I pray for Pastor Matt. Give him the words to say. And thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Tyler. It is so good to see you guys here this morning. And if you're watching online, welcome this morning. I am thrilled to be back in, in this function today. It's been a long time. Uh, since I've been able to do this. It feels like it's been forever. It's only been probably about a month since uh, it was in this format. Like we told you last week, um, I was hoping for a a nice new Jeep Wrangler for Christmas, and instead I got five cases of COVID, and uh, we were were blessed. Our family is fine. We're on the mend. We're ready to go. Declared immune. We're having a good time. Life is good. Um, But a special thank you once again to all those volunteers who stood in the gap when for a couple weeks our entire ministry staff was locked down. So thank you for all of you uh, volunteers who stood in the gap and helped us. Thank you for Chad Thompson for his teaching the last couple weeks. Like I mentioned last week, it is an incredible blessing to know uh, that I serve at a church with a capable uh, group of other men who can handle the word well, who can build up the congregation, and uh, it allows a great sense of freedom uh, for me um, to, to recover at home and to take breaks when needed and know that the church is well served. So thank you, Chad, for your faithfulness in teaching the last couple weeks. Although um, it's going to be a little later than normal, today's uh, talk isn't really much of a sermonic exposition. It's more of a, a statement of review and then laying out the plans for the coming year. I was really excited to do this the first week of, uh, of January, but uh, the Lord had other plans with that. Each year, on or around the first Sunday of the year, we have paused to reflect on where God has um, led us over the previous year, to take account, and then also to lay out a plan for what's coming in the next year. And it's become one of my favorite times each year as we get to celebrate the faithfulness of God and kind of lay out some, some big, big dreams and goals for the coming year. I've enjoyed that opportunity, and I was kind of bummed that I had to, to push it off, but Alas, we're here. Even though we're a couple weeks late, we're going to try it this, uh, this Sunday anyway. And uh, we're going to praise God for his faithfulness in our fellowship. And hopefully, we'll inspire each other to dream a little bit about what the Lord might want to do in the coming year. So there's my grand plan. That's a really bad introduction. They'd be mad at me in, in college for that, I promise. But there's my big plan. My big plan is to look back at 2020 and remember and reflect upon, reflect upon what God did To look forward to 2021, I want to share with you some goals and aspirations that our elder team identified for the coming year. And then I want to lay out a new challenge. You guys did so well with our 20 challenge last year that we added another one for this year. And I think you're going to be excited about the opportunities that present themselves. Are we good with that? You don't really have much of a choice. I've got the microphone, so we'll we'll just go with it, all right? That's how we're going to do it this morning. All right, let's look back. The first first thing we're going to do this morning is we're going to look back. And there's great value, great value in just pausing and reflecting, turning around and taking in the view of the progress that we've made together. I think 
I think for a number of reasons, it's a valuable exercise. I think it produces a sense of, of commitment and endurance. Because as you look back, you realize how far you've come. You, you realize the incredible length of ground that you've covered. I don't know how many of you have ever been hiking in the Adirondacks, but you get those moments on a long, day-long hike, 10, 12, 14 miles, where you're about halfway in, you get an overlook, and you look back and you realize, oh my word, we've climbed 1,000 feet, we've walked six miles, we're almost there. This is an amazing, it, it drives a sense of commitment and endurance because you see the faithfulness of God in the past, and it kind of spurs your energy, it, it rejuvenates you for the next the next phase. You quickly realize how far you've come. And in some senses, and I think it's going to be the case in looking back on 2020 because of the, the crazy year it was, in many ways it redeems the suffering. It, it actually redeems the, the, the difficulty of the journey itself. Because we look back and we realize, wow, there was purpose in it. I couldn't have gotten to where I am today had I not walked through that to get here. And there's a sense of redemption that happens as, as the suffering, the day-to-day -day suffering that we've endured over the last year is redeemed because of where God has brought us today. And so hopefully you'll see that um, in, our, in our review. I, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of a couple verses over the past few years, and Psalm 16, um, 16, 16, I think, is, is one of those places. I want to make sure I read it correctly. The psalmist is reviewing what the, the faithfulness of God. He's, he's seeing what the Lord has done. Uh, 16, 6. 16, 6. 5 and 6. He, he says this, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. God, you're in charge. You are my sufficiency. I look to you. You're my portion. You are my endurance and my sustenance. And then in verse 6, he says this, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Almost as though as the events of life have unfolded, God, I realize that you have placed me in a good place. That your control over the otherwise mundane circumstances of my life have led me to a good place. And as I look back, I realize the lines have fallen for me in a pleasant place. You've done good, God. I'm in a good place for me. And even though it was uncomfortable, even though it might be uncomfortable right now, and even though the next season might test our endurance, I'm still in a good place because it's the place that you put me, and you're here with me. So this year, our look back is different than previous years for all the obvious reasons. I, I'm going to split up our, our look back in two categories, the planned and the unplanned, because... 75% uh, of 2020 was the unplanned, right? We really only got two and a half months in before everything blew up in our faces. But let's look at the plan from last year. You'll remember in the first week of last year, we, we launched a new um, challenge to the congregation. For the first time, we, we tried to enlist you to participate with us in our 20 challenge. 20 minutes a day, $20 a month, so we can give $20,000 away and 20 people to prayerfully engage in the gospel. We also said the elders were going to focus on infrastructure. So we, we set up a new, new Testament reading plan. 
we challenged you, whoever you are, whoever was giving, to consider an additional $20 extra a month so that we could give it away. And you remember, I hope you remember, we said we had multiple infrastructure needs around here, but we wanted to honor the Lord, so we were going to raise additional funds not to meet those needs first, but our first, our, our first inclination was to give that money away and trust that in our sacrificial giving, God would provide for the needs that we had. And he did just that in amazing fashion. So it was a 20... 20 minutes a day in Bible reading on the New Testament plan, $20 extra a month and 20 people to pray for. And we said the, the elders set as a kind of a behind-the-scenes goal, a, a goal of financial stability and campus maintenance and upgrades. There were some things in a 25, 30-year-old facility that just need to be repaired, and we needed to handle that. I was blown away by the amazing participation of our congregation in that challenge. And I hope, I hope you enjoyed that as well. So many of you read along with us. You, you uh, downloaded the app and you downloaded the plan and then you connected with other friends and you were sharing with one another on the app what God was teaching you to encourage each other and to be built up by each other. Some of you even used a printed version of that app to read through the New Testament in the year. And I, I, I just wonder how many of you made it through? Anybody in the room made it through? Yes, good work, good work. Good job. We, we read through the New Testament together in the year. And we read kind of along the same lines in the same pattern and pace so that we had something to share and talk about. I hope it was a fruitful investment for you. I know it was for me. We also said, though, that we were going to challenge you to give $20 extra a month. Now, think about what just happened over the last 12 months. We launched into this campaign in January completely unaware that the entire world was literally going to turn upside down and backwards. And we had no idea about the financial ramifications of all of that. And we wondered, I wondered early on, when COVID began to rear its ugly head and all of the protocols were put in place and we went to lockdown, I wondered if we were going to be able to make our our regular budget, let alone bring in money in addition And I'm here to report to you that you guys have exceeded those expectations with your giving as well. We asked for $20,000 over our budget so that we could give it away and trust that God in his grace and his provision would meet all of our other needs. And that's exactly what happened. As we held loosely to the things of this world, God restored and, and gave back to us above what we had even asked or imagined. And I'm excited to share with you some of the good fruit. I didn't want to just run through this and say, hey, you did good. I wanted to show you a breakdown of where that money went over the last year. Mike, could we have that first slide for the 20 fund over the last year? I don't know if you can see all of it or not. There's going to be two slides, and they're kind of in, um, in chronological order, okay? Because as the money was coming in, we were trying to find partners to share it with. So, First, uh, Spa Christian School, uh, we, we helped uh, by serving their teachers and just to say thank you for the investment they were making in Christian education to disciple young people. The shelters of Saratoga early on just needed some support and help as they were ministering to far more people. All of our, all of our nonprofit um, community service-oriented organizations all of them dealt with the similar struggles we had. Giving was, was drying up and their volunteer base was shrinking because they couldn't be out and serving. So the restricted staff was serving more people with less money and less help. 
And it was incredibly hard for all those who are in social service-oriented fields. So we gave the shelters of Saratoga to Skylar Ridge, which is a nursing home. We blessed the nurses who were caring for those who were sick under incredible circumstances. We gave to the Capital City Rescue Mission. We gave to the Mechanicville Community Center, to the City Mission in Schenectady. We bought community, uh, devotionals for the invert communities to, to, um, just to be an encouragement to those kids. We gave almost $1,000 to the Mechanicville City School Supply Drive to help students in Mechanicville who otherwise didn't have the ability to get their school supplies ready because we normally did that through our VBS program, but we weren't able to. We gave to uh, the Cheryl's Lodge. We bought technology for the kids who were learning virtually and needed some, um, some STEM support in, in some of those things. We gave to Hope Prison Ministry so we could buy Bibles to give to those who are incarcerated. Because the prisons shut down. The jails shut down. Our, our robust jail ministry is unable now to get into the jails and minister to the people. They're isolated. And so we were trying to find a way to give the hope of God's word to those incarcerated. Hey, next slide. We're not even done. Isn't this great? We gave to the Koinonia Primary Care, which is a, a health care um, center down in Albany, caring for those in really tough neighborhoods and tough places um, otherwise would not be able to get quality health care. We gave $3,000 to the engaged church plant in Albany. That's Pastor Sean Nolan. Uh, many of you know Sean. He was here a couple times. Paul and Jen Greaves went to be part of that church. Dave and Aaron Brown left to be part of that church. We supported that church plant and gave them $3,000 as they're getting uh, rooted in Albany. We gave $1,500 to the Alpha Pregnancy Care Center to help um, young moms in crisis pregnancies. We gave to the Youth for Christ $1,500. We, Liberty Church, $500. You know what that is? That's, that is a, uh, an investment to support an intern who runs a church-based learning center in the city of Schenectady for students who are virtual and need the classroom tutoring setting. So we're helping to hire... We're helping that church pay for the intern, the minister who's serving students in Schenectady who are some of the hardest hit during this lockdown. We gave to the care portal, which supports foster care. The foster care system took a huge hit during this, this year. We gave to the uh, domestic violence shelter. We put together care bags for the women. The elders decided that um, we shifted gears a little bit because when, when all the chaos began to hit us, we realized that the church had needs, and although we earmarked this to go out, we thought it was in the spirit of the giving to care for the needs of our congregation as well. So we had given $900 in assistance to Newtown families, and we just made the decision to take $2,000 of that remaining fund and slide it into the Newtown Road Care Fund to prepare for the coming needs of the congregation so that we're, we're a little better suited right now to help when we need it. And you can see, I struggled with math, so we got to 19.3. We'll have to come up with $600 somewhere else. But thank you. Praise the Lord for what God has done. Guys, this was never, never part of the initial plan when we laid out the budget for 2020 to, uh, 2019 to 20. This, this was a kind of add-on we had no idea we'd even be able to hit that goal, especially during a time of great crisis. But through your faithful giving, Newtown Road has been able to open new ministry partnerships and strengthen existing ministry partnerships in our community. What an amazing gift. 
That in a time when people's livelihood is being kind of drained, when their resources are being drained, we are seen as a light and a service and a help to those in need. Thank you for your faithfulness to giving and praise the Lord for what he's done there. Gosh, I'm, I'm just blown away. And it, it causes me to enlarge my vision then for what God could continue to do with our church with a little bit of effort. $20 a month extra for us. Did we even miss it? Was it even much of a sacrifice for most of us? Probably not. The Lord's been gracious to our church family. What could God do if we would hold loosely to the things of this world, give generously and cheerfully and sacrificially whatever he leads us? What new doors could he open? What new ministry opportunities? So that was the planned stuff. Guys, good work with the planned stuff. You did great. Now, unplanned is how I would categorize. You know those people who have those words for the year? You're like, oh, it's 2020. My word is resilience. My word is peace. The word for 2020 was unplanned. That's what the word was. It was chaos. That's what the word was. Um, it was oh no, right? That, that's the word for 2020. The unplanned stuff. Here's what happened as God moved in our midst through the unplanned stuff. And just remember what, what the last year brought us. We went into lockdown for 14 weeks without gathering. 14 weeks without being with the church family. That was difficult. It was lonely. It was hard. It was isolated. It was, it just, it, I felt like I was drying up. I just missed you guys so much. I wanted to be around our church family. But through that, we had to figure out real quick how to post recorded services Something we had wanted to do for a long time but didn't really have the, the, the manpower or the time to get it up and running. We, we didn't have much of a choice. We had to go with it quick. So we learned to record our services. We hosted outdoor services that we also shared online, which again was something new for us. And it required a whole lot of work from all of you. We began the live streaming process. We're live streaming today, something we had intended to do for a long season, but just never had the opportunity to, to put it together. And then this year, we were able to make that switch. We opened up, we relaunched our on-campus in-person gatherings. And I don't know if you know this or not, but when you consider the other uh, ministries in the area, we were on the front side of that curve as we've worked really hard to make sure we could get ourselves open and ready to meet again. And so many new folks joined us over the last year. We've seen new people come and stick and be part of our church family. We found a way to relaunch our kids and students programs with amazing, amazing fruit. I don't know if you've been around here on a Wednesday night recently. It is unbelievable to see the energy and excitement from Sometimes 70 to 80 teenagers hanging out here on our campus, learning the Bible together, fellowshipping together, being cared for and discipled by quality leaders. It is an amazing, amazing thing to think that God in the midst of a pandemic is bringing that kind of life and vitality to those ministries. Our kids' ministry is up and running. It'll be uh, ready to go second service today. We, were, we worked really hard to find new ways to do ministry, and I'm so proud of our team because they had, to learn, they had to relearn ministry in a new era. 
We made a transition in our worship ministry in the fall, and I would just like to say thank you to Aaron Valu and to Jeff Joseph, who are doing so well volunteering. These guys have full-time jobs, they have full-time families, and they are serving the church faithfully week after week after week to minister to us, and I think they're doing a tremendous job holding the line for us, and so I want to say thank you to them. We haven't missed a beat, and the church body is well served by their faithfulness. So looking back, what do we see? That's the unplanned stuff. We see a really hard year. Can we be honest about that? So many of you have reached out to me. You've come and you've sat in my office and you've just, you've just shared with me. It's been so challenging. It's been difficult. I want you to know, like I tell everybody who comes and sits in my office, you're not alone this year. This year was hard for everybody. Everybody. And it's, it's everybody in different ways. It hasn't been hard in the same way for the same two people, but, right? But it has been challenging for everybody that I talk to. This was, this for me, as a pastor, this was the hardest year of pastoral ministry that I ever could have imagined. How do you pastor a church when you can't be with the church for almost more than three months? How does that work? We're, we're all trying to figure out a new way to make this happen. But we've also seen some accelerators. There are some things that we wanted to do that we were waiting to do that we didn't have a choice. We had to do. We had to figure out how to live stream, had to figure out how to record new stuff. We had to figure out how to centralize our kids' check-in system. We wanted to make upgrades to the kids' building. We had the opportunity and the finances, so we just took the opportunity to do it. We, there was a lot of things that we wanted to do that we were holding back on, waiting on the Lord's timing, that he used this season to accelerate the plan for. Financially, it was a great year for our church family. An amazing year. Far exceeded our expectations. Unbelievable how God used your faithfulness in giving to grow and strengthen and to meet one of our goals. One of our goals was for financial stability. We wanted to build up our reserves, not because you give to a bank account, no, but because we wanted a better foundation upon which to minister, to respond to needs as they come. I see, so looking back, what do I see? I see the enduring faithfulness of God as he walked with us and actually strengthened us and grew us through what was one of the weirder and more difficult years any of us could have imagined. And I see signs of spiritual growth. I've had the opportunity to hear so many of your stories. We've seen folks baptized. We've been able to celebrate the sobriety of some of our members We've watched as great strides have been taken and healing has begun. We've, we've seen many of you holding fast to Jesus even when your lives feel like they're out of control. We've seen in many of you, as you have found new and creative ways to serve one another and to serve the community, and we've seen many new folks come, plug in, and stay. I see the endurance of our staff and our volunteers as they have had to come up with creative ways to minister to our people and keep us safe, even when it was uncomfortable and incredibly costly. And for all of that, we rejoice and we praise God for the good year he gave us. We very well could be in a different place right now. We very well could be in a situation where we're talking about restricting and condensing ministry and laying staff off and cutting back, and that's not where we are because God has been good to us. And as we look back, we can say with the psalmist, yes, 2020 was hard, but the Lord is our portion and he is our lot and the lines have fallen for us in pleasant places, haven't they? Praise the Lord for what he's done. So what are we doing next? Oh, I am so glad you asked that question. That is a dangerous thing to ask when you come through a pandemic. I almost don't even want to say anything. 
Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, our country is a mess. Globally, it's a mess. I don't know. We might get two weeks into this thing and have a whole new pandemic breakout. I don't know. But here, here it is. I want to talk to you about what we're looking forward to in the coming year. But I want, to, I want to preface it with this. I don't want to seem pretentious. Whatever the Lord brings to us, he'll bring to us and we'll adjust accordingly. We had to last year and it was good for us. If he gives us the desires of our hearts and lets us see our plans to fruition, then we'll praise him for it. If he blows them all up in our face and gives us new plans, then we'll praise him for it, right? We're not going to hold so tightly to this that we miss out on what the Lord's doing. We're going to respond to his leadership. But from where we sit today, here are some things that our elder team identified just a couple months ago as places we would like to focus on in the coming year. There's a couple big picture goals. The first is this. We would like to begin the process of planning and preparing our resources to add to our staff team a worship director. Much of this is, please, please hear me, much of this is unknown. Like we, we are very in early in the infancy of this process, but we wanted to share it with you so you could begin praying with us and laboring with us in that. Um, here's what we do know. What we would like to see is we would like to be able to add to our team a versatile leader in order to help us to strengthen and multiply ministry in a very vital ministry in our church and in order to help our church family minister better in an area that is, is rapidly changing and really challenging in these days. So we'd like to add somebody, like I said, a versatile leader to our team who can help us not only multiply and expand ministry here on the stage, but who can multiply and expand ministry in the congregation and multiply and expand ministry in the community. So we're looking to add a worship director um, to that. Not necessarily a worship pastor to join that team, but a worship director to help us with that. Like I said, we're very early in this process. We're not ready to interview. We don't have a job description. I don't know if that's going to be part-time or full-time. We don't know any of that. Can you tell them we're early in this process, right? But, but as with past hires, the elders have found it has been incredibly wise to share that burden with you so that you can be praying with us and then we can all be watching what the Lord's doing so we know what's going to happen or, or know when to take that step. So we're going to work to prepare our resources and ourselves for that green light from God. Please be praying with us. And in the meantime, what gives us really great confidence is to watch the way that God has used Aaron and Jeff in this interim season to hold this line and to grow and strengthen that ministry. And so if we have to wait on the Lord, we're confident that the people that God has raised up to lead can handle the job. But like I mentioned, and like I tell these guys when I meet with them, they have full-time jobs and full-time families. And so we want to protect that investment, and we want to make sure that we're serving them as they serve us. And so in the event that, uh, that the Lord opens doors, we'd like to add to our staff. We're hoping that God would provide for that. That's something that's a big step for us something we haven't had for many years now, uh, something that we have a history with. Uh, for a lot of years, we've, that was a part of our staff uh, team. And so we're looking to that. Another thing that we're going to do is we're going to focus on a continued uh, strengthening of infrastructure. Now, I know that sounds kind of boring, except if you're a homeowner 
then it's not boring. If you run the finances at your house, you know that that's not boring. That's the lifeblood of your, your family's ability to, to continue to endure. You have to have a, a strong base, a strong foundation to stand on. And so that was a goal for last year. It will likely be a goal for the coming years until we're at a place where we feel that we're sufficiently resourced to minister in this season. For more than a couple years, we were in a pretty precarious spot, very bare bones, and God was faithful to us, and he gave to us what we needed. And last year, we set a plan behind the scenes for greater financial stability. This year, we're going to continue to focus energy there. We like to build up some reserves. And like I said before, we have no... I have no intention of leading you to build a big bank account. There's no, it makes no sense to trust in your bank account. That's not the point. I believe that your sacrificial giving to the Lord is out of his, his spirit's movement in your heart so that you could be part of the work he's doing here in the capital district. So we want to honor that. And we feel that it's best to have a strong foundation from which to respond to the needs so that not, not every elevator turns into a congregational crisis. Not every roof becomes a congregational crisis. Not every purchase needs a special offering. If we continue to give faithfully to the Lord and build up our reserves, the elders can respond to those needs as they come and then we can truly take the crises to you and invite you in on that. We're also going to beginning, uh, begin our preparing our resources for some updates on campus. Some of them are real easy to see. We need a new parking lot. It's breaking down. We're piecing it together. That's a big expense, a big one. So we, we need to begin preparing for that. Some are less obvious, and they're more, they're more on the lines of a, a dream, right? We, we'd love to see things like this building be remodeled and updated. Is it necessary? No, it's not necessary, but it's one of those dreams those desires. And if the Lord would provide, then we'll take that step. And if he doesn't, we'll wait for him. This past year has shown me God's faithfulness in these goals and your faithfulness to give to these priorities. You gave $20,000 away last, week, that last year into the community. We put a new roof on our, our original building. We grew our reserves and we just praised the Lord for his faithfulness in all of that. God has been good. He's been good. And with your continued faithfulness, we will position ourselves under his leadership for greater ministry in the next season. What an opportunity. So we, we want to add that worship director, begin there. We want to strengthen infrastructure, infrastructure, and we want to mobilize our people into serving teams. We want to support our current ministry objectives. We want to provide needed support to local ministries that we partner with. We want to expand our ministry efforts here in the congregation and in the community. We want to lead our church family into more faithful expressions of discipleship. God has given each one of us gifts to serve and edify and build up the body. We want you to find that gift and use that gift. And we believe as an elder team and a team of pastors that it's our responsibility under the Lord to help shepherd you and equip you for that work of the ministry. So we want to do that. So in a couple weeks, we're going to start enlisting you. We're going to recruit you. We're going to sell you on all the wonderful benefits. Be like a timeshare. No, well, no, not at all like that. But we will begin to recruit you for some of our serving teams in a few weeks. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And finally this morning, because you guys did so well with the 20 challenge, we're going to launch a new challenge for 21, another a yearly challenge. Something for our church family to tackle together, initiatives that we can jump into together and we can celebrate together and encourage each other in together. So, are you ready? 
I hope you are. Here we go. Number one, we're going to start an Old Testament reading plan. You did so good with the New Testament, and it's a lot shorter, and quite frankly, it's a little easier to digest. So we started there, and you did great. Now, hope you got your big boy pants on. We're going to jump into the Old Testament, and you can, we're going to use the same, um, the same version app that we used last time. So if you're interested in joining with us, we're going to launch it tomorrow morning. I know it's a couple weeks late. The Lord will understand. We're going to get through the uh, Old Testament in a year. Here's how you can find it. On our Church Center app, there's a link to it, and you can, you can download it that way. Or if you have the version app on your phone, search for The Bible Project Old Testament in a Year. The Bible Project Old Testament in a Year. It'll get you through the Old Testament in a year. It provides helpful videos and overviews and supplemental information for you when you get stuck in passages that you're confused about or you find books that are confusing. So we'll use that reading plan. Okay? So we're going to encourage you all to continue in that pattern and join us in reading the Old Testament this year. I think we can handle that. Secondly, there's a giving challenge again. And here's what we'd like for you to do. We, last year, we did $20 extra a month. This year, because it's 21, we'd like to ask you to give $21 above and beyond a month. Or a week, it's up to you, whatever the Lord leads you to do. Here's what we want to be able to do, though. We would like to take the additional funds that come in through that 21 fund, which is a drop-down menu on our Church Center app, or write it in the memo line of your, of your, uh, your check, 21 fund. We'd like to be able to split that $21 into three standing funds that we've opened up. We want to fund and resource our missions fund, our care fund, and our building fund. We envision a day coming when travel restrictions are lifted and our church is free to move about the country and visit our missionaries. We would love to see short-term trips. We'd love to be able to respond to the needs of our missions partners without a crisis offering. We would like a missions fund to be able to care for our missionary partners and to send us overseas to visit them. We'd like to create and resource a care fund so that as needs arise within our congregation, we are poised and ready to reach them and meet those needs. And we'd like to resource adequately a building fund so that as these events and um, projects come up, they don't turn, so that maintenance projects don't turn into crisis projects. Amen, Chuck? Right? That's it, right? We don't want maintenance projects to turn into crisis projects. We feel like the Lord could provide that way. Is it glamorous? No. Is it faithful? Yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes we just got to, like we said, suck it up and do the faithful thing. So I'm encouraging you to join us. $21 extra a month, give to the 21 fund. We'll split it among those three and we'll just watch as God strengthens our resources. And you know what I believe is gonna happen? I believe that what's gonna happen is as we give faithfully, we're gonna hear from our missions partners that they have a need and we're gonna have the resources to meet that need. We're gonna hear from people in our congregation that this COVID pandemic has affected them, they've lost their job, they need some help and we're gonna be able to step in and provide help. We're going to have building issues that arise that we didn't see coming, but we're going to have the resources on hand to care for them because God has been faithful through your faithful giving. Would you be faithful in that with us? $21 extra a month. And then also we're going to challenge you to serve. So it's a read, give, serve challenge. Read the Old Testament with us. Give $21 a month and join one of our serving teams. Pastor Tyler pointed out at our elders retreat that if you were to sign up to serve once a month in one of our serving teams, on a Sunday morning, you would serve 21 hours over the course of a year. Huh. How crazy is that? 
He does math better than I do. Would you be willing to serve us? Would you be willing to join a ministry team? We're going to recruit in the next couple weeks. I hope you'll be willing to take a step. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a teacher. There's a lot of things to do around here other than just teach. There's a lot of ministry opportunities for you. I'm not saying you have to work with children. There's a lot of ministry beyond that. I'm not saying you have to sing, because if you can't sing, we don't want you to sing. True story. Right? But there are places for you to use God's gifts in your life to bless this body and to expand ministry into the community. Maybe we even build new ministry teams based on your calling and what God is doing in your life. Are you willing to do that this year? Guys, let's, let's be honest. COVID has taken so much from us. It's restricted our lives. It's kind of clutched us and, and tightened its grip on us. I'm, I'm viewing this challenge as a way to kind of throw my elbows around and get some space back. Let's jump back in. Let's engage again. Let's serve the Lord together. Let's give freely and sacrificially. Let's invest time in his word. And you know what happens? When we focus our energies and efforts into the streams where he says he's going to bless us, we can expect a blessing. When we give ourselves to the Bible, we can expect wisdom and security in in our hearts and in our minds. When we give ourselves to giving sacrificially, we can trust that he will provide for our needs. He's promised. When we give ourselves to serving the church body, we can trust that he will build up the body in love. He's promised. He's promised. I hope you'll join us in that. And my hope is that when we get to this place next year, we look back and we, sit, we talk about the growth that the Lord brought, life change that he brought, how our affection for Jesus is growing, how the fruitfulness of our ministry is expanding, and this deep love we have for one another and the Lord. Maybe even a revived sense of mission that God has called us here for such a time as this, not to be stuck in this building, but to reach these people in our communities with a precious gospel. I hope that you'll join us in that. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our day and thank you for the review and thank you for all that you've done over the last year. The lines have fallen for us in pleasant places. And Lord, we have great work to continue to do in the coming year. I pray for our congregation to be faithful to what you're leading them to do. Lord, we ask that even, even now you begin to prepare our hearts for new ministry opportunities, new giving opportunities new devotional practices as we study your word together. I pray that you'd strengthen your body here so that we might be equipped for the good works you're calling us to. Lord, we rejoice. We didn't plan much of what happened in the last year, but you have been abundantly faithful in all of that. And we just thank you for it. Continue, God, to pour out your blessings on us. In Jesus' name, amen.